Uh, good morning, one. How are you? Good. Good to see a full house this morning to celebrate uh, baptism and all the great things that, that come with that and what that means to us. And so we are always excited about mornings like that. And great things are happening in the, in the life of our church, and it's always great to, to, celebrate, to celebrate those things. And of course, baptism today being one of those. But uh, there's, a, there's a few things that, that are happening that sometimes we don't always know about. And, and one thing I do want to recognize this morning, that this, uh, this summer we had um, our children's director, Melinda, was on um, uh, military leave. She went to basic training in the boot camp. And, in the mean, and so we hired uh, Carmen. Carmen, are you here? Carmen, raise your hand there. Carmen, come on up here for a minute. Um, Carmen helped us out in the summer during this time. And... I don't know if you know, she was here every Sunday morning before anyone else in the children's area, and she stayed till the very end. Uh, she helped throughout the week, and always like this, always with a smile on her face, always willing to serve, a true servant, and we just want to say thank you. Uh, I know Melinda's back, and I know you're still involved, but thank you so much. Here's a little day for you out to, uh, to, 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 to relax, so thank you very much, Carmen. Appreciate that. Yeah, so... Uh, Anyway, wonderful people serving, stepping up in, in different ways. Um, in a couple of weeks, we have a picnic for the church, and sometimes we've done it at the park over here, but what we're going to do is we've got softball teams. We've got two teams that are playing, not next Sunday, but the Sunday after that. They're playing at 4 and 7.30, I believe, 4 and 7, maybe, 7.30, and we're going to do a picnic uh, bracketed by those two games, and it's going to be over at Founders Park in Queen Creek. We're going to have a barbecue in between, and just a time to come, go to the park, hang out, play games, watch football, cheer for our teams. A great time for us all to come together and enjoy that, uh, that time. So remember, not next Sunday, but the Sunday after that, and we'll let you, remind you about that again. Uh, one other thing I just want to let you know is this coming week, our staff is going away on a, on a three-day retreat, and really, it's not a retreat. We call it a leadership staff advance, right? We don't want to retreat. We want to advance. And so we get together, and we, we, we get away for a few days, and we really are planning uh, what's God got next for us. We're coming up on our five-year anniversary as a church in... Um, in January. And so we want to see, God, what's, what's next for us? What have we learned? Where do we want to go? And so I would really appreciate the prayers uh, for us as we head out. And if you remember us on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, that God would really give uh, wisdom and insight and passion for continually leaving, leading this church forward. Can we do that? Can we count on you guys? All right, let's pray and we'll jump into this. Heavenly Father, thank you so much uh, for this morning. It's so great to, to be in this place to worship and to sing those songs, God, with all I am, I give to you, and the surrender. Father, I find myself Monday through Friday and Saturday wanting to take my life back and manage it and lead it, and I need these Sundays to remind me, as I need it throughout the week, that, God, you're in control and that I need to surrender my life to you. And, and this morning, we just pray again, surrender and openness to hear what you have to say and uh, just celebration for life transformation happening among us. Amen. Amen. Well, today is the last day of our series. It's spiritual. And some of you are going, haven't we been talking about this since like June or something? I mean, we've been talking about money forever and ever. What, what's going on here? It's the series called It's Spiritual. What are we talking about? We're talking about money and we're talking about stuff. And why do we spend time talking about money and stuff on a Sunday morning? I mean, aren't there more important spiritual things to be praying about, <laughs> talking about like prayer and like worship and who God is? Absolutely, those things are important. But in the Bible, we see that money is talked about more than any other topic. And we talk about, and Jesus himself is talking about, and the greatest sermon he ever talked about was the Sermon on the Mount, and it's only three chapters. It's Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And a significant portion 
of that message is about money and giving and how we handle our resources and taking care of the poor and the needy. So here's the thing. What we've been wanting to drive home with this whole series is it's spiritual. Money is incredibly spiritual because, and we don't think about it in those terms. But Jesus himself said, wherever your treasure is, there your heart and thoughts will also be. He links them so closely together. And he says, you want to know where your heart is? Where's your treasure? Where's your stuff? That's where your heart is. If I'm going to go look for your heart, I'm going to look to see what you're investing and in, what you're spending money on, where you're putting your energies and your efforts. And so we, get, we have to get our money in the right place and our stuff because God is after our heart. And he's saying, through your stuff, you're going to be transformed. Put me in the first place. Manage your resources well. Give to me first, and I will bless and take care, and your life will be transformed. It's powerful. In the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about tithing specifically about giving that first 10% to God. And I believe this is one of the ways that some of you, many of you can have the biggest breakthrough spiritually if you begin to make this a discipline in your life and say, God, I will put you first and foremost every week with my giving. And we talked about all the benefits, and I'm not going to go back through all that stuff again that we talked about last, last week and the week before. But we were challenging very specifically to talk about tithe for one year. Tithe for one year. Start with the first 10% and for a whole year to say, God, I'm committing you. I'm putting you to the test. I want to see what will happen if I do this. And if all these things really do hold true, that my heart will be transformed, that I will follow my resources, that I will care more about your kingdom and the things that matter. And here's a, an email that I got from somebody that um, talked about the impact of one. And, and it relates to, to this series, and it wasn't asked to be in this, to, to, to even address this, but this is what came out. And it's actually from, uh, from, from JJ and uh, from the Johnsons. It says this, One community church has done some great things in my life, in the life of my family. Taught my daughter to love Christ and helped my wife to break out of her comfort zone and do things she normally wouldn't do. Like today, stepping in the baptistry and helping baptize somebody, I'm sure. <laughs> D. But it says, then he says this, The biggest thing spiritually, the biggest thing spiritually, now what's going to come after this? The biggest thing spiritually would be that one has helped us break through the wall that we had up when it came to money. When we tried to give in the past, it was half-hearted because I was certain it wouldn't work out for us. There wasn't any money left to give. If we gave to the church first, there wouldn't be money for the bills. One challenged us to give a true 10% for just one month and see if God doesn't provide. And so we did. The whole time I was thinking I would work an extra shift if we fell short. But if it wasn't necessary, but it wasn't necessary. God provided. So we tried it the next month. And he provided again. And he has continued to do so ever since. For this and many more reasons, I will be eternally grateful to our one family. Put God to the test. See if it will happen. And this was years ago. This wasn't just something recent. And it's been a blessing that has continued to be evidenced in, in that family. And we just thank you for that kind of feedback. And I challenge you, put it to the test and see what God can do. And if your heart won't follow this as well. And I've heard that many of you are taking that step. But today I want to talk about more specifically, what is the purpose of giving? What's, what's the impact of our giving? Now, that's not the reason we give. We give for all these things we talked about first, that God would transform us. But what, what happens after we give? I mean, what's this all about? In the Old Testament, when, when they had to give sacrifices, and they, you know, they sacrifice the lamb, they take the first lamb, the healthy lamb, and they put it on the altar, and they kill it, and they sacrifice it, and they burn it up, and it was gone. It'd be like, well, that was kind of a waste. I mean, if you think about it in that way. I mean, there's nothing from that. I mean, it'd be like us taking an offering this, this morning and, and uh, you know, you take out a hundred bucks and, and, and it's like, all right, let's burn our money this morning. Let's burn the offering. We kind of go, wow, that seems like a waste of money. 
but it would be obedient and all those other pieces would still hold for the purpose of what God asked us to give, putting Him first. But the benefit that we get is to say we get to leverage these resources when we bring them together to make kingdom impact. There's all kinds of things we can support in this world, all kinds of causes we can give to, and we ought to do that. But the first goes to the ministry of the church, and here's why. What is the ministry of the church? Well, in this passage where we talked about the treasure, you know, wherever your treasure is, there your heart is, just before it in that verse, it says, store up for yourselves treasure in heaven where moth and, uh, rust and moth can't destroy it. So what do you do? You go to some online website like treasureinheaven.com and you do an automatic draft and it automatically builds that that treasure in heaven account. I mean, how do you store up treasure in heaven? You can't take it with you. You can't send it ahead. What is the treasure? There's only one treasure that can be sent on ahead. There's only one treasure that leaves this earth that goes to heaven. You know what it is? What is it? Souls. People. Right? The soul of people is the only thing that we can set ahead and into eternity and to unlock for eternity. And it says, send that treasure and put your treasure there. So it's about putting our treasure with people. And then when Jesus left this earth, he talks to his disciples in one of the most famous scriptures that each one of us should know. It's the Great Commission, Matthew 28, 19 and 20. And what is the mandate that he gives to his disciples and gives to us as a church? Go and make what? Disciples. Go and make more of yourselves. That is the commission that I'm giving you. Go and multiply yourselves. And you know how you're going to do that? Go and make disciples by baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And then just let them go. No, and then teach these disciples to obey everything I have commanded. Teach and learn and be this body of Christ that multiplies. And he says, and know that I'm with you always till the end of the age. And so when it comes to this giving to the church and, and we just took our offering, what happens to that? Where does that go? How does that relate? And as a church, we're accountable. And as your leader, I'm accountable to say, are lives being transformed? Are we making disciples? Is the money being used to impact this world, to transform a community? And I think that's, well, that's what I want to share with you today. I want to share some stories with you of the life impact, the treasures in heaven that are being unlocked because you gave, because you are faithful, because you tithe, the impact and the difference that we are making all around. And so what is this treasure in heaven? Well, let's think about it. We start off Sunday mornings. I think we, we, if we're here, we kind of get what Sunday morning's about. It's like you go to church, you do the church thing, right? But you know what? At 6.30 in the morning, these doors are getting unlocked and people are starting to come here and starting to transform a cafeteria into a worship environment. And our mission and our calling as a church is to create these environments for life change. And so we create this environment where we can encounter God and we can come together and worship and run cables and lights and, and technology and the hosts come and start setting up outside and they're sweeping the walkway so that you don't step over rocks and they're putting signs and music out and the children's team comes and they're out there putting the hallway together and getting ready for the kids. There's teachers preparing lessons and crafts and, and snacks and saying, we want to do all this so that people would come to know Christ that they would come to worship. And you know that on any given week, there are volunteers everywhere. In the children's ministry alone, we've got 40-plus kids on a given week, sixty, almost 60 volunteers in a given month that, that, that lead in different ways. Many of those are our students, our youth. I mean, investment into making life change happen. It's powerful. We come in here and we see lives being transformed and, and God really working. Angie, who, we, who we, um, we had a child dedication here with Dylan and Angie last Sunday. And she shares a little bit of her story and says, you know, and she, she wrote this and she said, I had no intention of personally getting involved with one when I came here. I was coming to give my son the opportunities to learn about Jesus that I had when I was a little girl and let him make his own decisions as I had. 
So when I was sitting in the back row reading my book, <laughs> anyone reading books back there? Yeah, I mean, I was just, she was just killing time, you know. I'm not reading my book, but I'm reading my Kindle. Uh, that still counts. <laughs> so when I was sitting in the back row reading my book, and Mark's word pierced my thoughts and my heart. It wasn't my word, but God's word pierced my, my thoughts and my heart. It really felt like a forceful collision. The force I feel as a result of my collision with one is overwhelming love and hope. I'm going to give to that. I mean, when we can be brokers of love and hope in this world, and people come here and say, there is transformation, there is love and hope, sign me up for that. Let me be a part of that. Let me make that happen. And the transformation that, that, that's working in the hearts and lives of people and of the kids, I mean, awesome things happening here on a Sunday morning and in the worship and with the teachings. And, and here's, uh, here's what, what, uh, what Shane wrote. Shane's getting baptized this morning. Here's what, he, here's what he said. For the first time, I feel like I belong to a community and that people sincerely care about me. One has helped me grow in my walk with Christ. I know it's been only a few months, but I'm finding that my mind is more on God throughout the course of a day. Looking back and reflecting, before we found one, my walk with God was very sporadic and not very straight. The messages and just the environment as a whole started that fire in my heart for Christ. And it is at a comfortable roar. <laughs> I mean, that's... You know, that's transformation happening. We don't just gather here to kill time on a Sunday morning. We believe that something spiritual happens when we gather as a body. And when we talk and when Chris plans and the band practices, it's about how do we really allow ourselves to be unhindered to receiving God and having a spiritual, personal encounter with God. And that's where the transformation happens. Johnny, who you see banging away on these drums back here, here's what he says. One has impacted, has had an impact uh, to my life and my family like nothing else ever could. It does the most important thing anyone or any establishment can. It brings me and my family closer to God. Teachings draw you. The worship holds you. Our family, as many others, has struggles. Some may seem extreme to some and menial to others, but it's our daily struggle. With one, they seem to be teaching or singing about the thing we need to hear that week to get us through, to get us closer to Him. I mean, how, how awesome, again, to be a part of, of, of a family being brought closer to God. That's why we exist as a church. That's what we do. When you give, that's what you're giving to. And that kind of impact happens week in and week out. And I can't tell you how many times people come up and, and say, are you sure you don't know more even in detail what's going on in my life? Because what you said speaks directly to that, you know? I mean, it's God working. It's God taking His words and meeting you at your point of need. And it's a spiritual, powerful thing that happens. And so worship finishes, and we think, okay, that's it, Sunday morning, that's what happens with church, but people start tearing down, and, and while many of you are already in the parking lot leaving, there's people here coiling cables and taking down curtains and, and putting it all back in the room back there, nice and neat, ready to go for next week. Maybe in the other, in the other room, Mary or some of the hosts are setting up for a meet the staff, and we meet new people in the church like we did last Sunday, and we provide some, some snacks and hors d'oeuvres and have a conversation to begin to, to build community. We have an orientation at the house every other month, uh, one central, and we have an opportunity to feed uh, lunch to, the, to new people to say, let's, um, let's talk about the church and let's begin this journey together. These are things that we are giving to and supporting. And, and Sunday afternoons, there's people going out for lunch or hanging out together or playing fantasy football together or on softball teams together trying to whoop on other churches in the name of Christ. And it's a beautiful thing that happens when we come together as the church. But what about the rest of the week? I mean... Is that all the money goes just to rent and supplies and equipment and, and all the candy that you guys devour? Did you notice we, 
We got rid of those candy bowls from the pews, and we only put them in the, <laughs> the pews, quote unquote, and we put them in the back, so only you back table people there, you guys get to eat all the candy. But you know, I mean, what does it go to? What happens the rest of the week? You know that on Monday morning, the staff, every Monday morning, the staff meets at nine o'clock, and we get together and we spend several hours together. And one of the first things that we do is we just kind of debrief what happened in the previous week. We talk about our ministries. We talk about Sunday. We talk about people we met and, and did you meet so-and-so and what's happening? And we just try to get up to speed on the ministries and, and get a good feel for the life of our church. And then we pray. We look at the prayer requests, the things that you fill out on your cards, uh, people that we've talked to, and we just we pray for you guys. And one of my favorite things to pray is when we, when we step back and we say, God, it's Monday morning. Our church is out there. Our people are out there. They're in the marketplace. They're in businesses. They're in government. They're in education. They're doing sales. They're in their homes, loving on kids. They're teaching kids. All these different places. The church is being the church. And, and what we got to do here on Sunday was to refuel and to charge up and to remind us of our mission. And now you guys are being the church wherever you're at in all these different places. And we pray for that. And we pray for you. And, and it's exciting to see the impact of our church far beyond a Sunday morning. And then we go on and we plan all the different ministries and the things that we do. And yes, the majority, a big portion of the resources that you give go to paying staff. It goes to my salary. It goes to the the salary of our staff. Thank you. Thank you for allowing your generosity. I mean, I understand this. If it doesn't come from God, it doesn't come. I'm not producing a product. It's only through the giving, your generosity, that I can feed my kids and that I can give my time to be able to, to commit to this. And same with the rest of our staff and their ministries. And we give so that our staff can focus daily attention to, to building the children's ministry, to growing the youth ministry, to planning outreach events, to making sure our hosting and our connections and follow-up and roots groups run, and, and that worship happens, and that teaching happens in classes, and that we find a way to support the church. Not that we do those things, but that we enable the teams and the people and the volunteers in this church to do the things of ministry. And because of your giving, we're able to dedicate and commit time to that. Monday night is also the first night that we have a roots group that meets, our small groups. And so now the the church is coming back together on a Monday night. And we've got groups happening every night of the week, Monday through Friday. We've got two groups, uh, two roots groups that actually meet on Tuesday as well. And here we got generations coming together teaching and learning and and, and processing the messages like we have here this morning and taking those things deeper and and life change is happening. Here's, Here's what one of the Roots Group leaders wrote about their group. Our Roots Group is getting along great. In the last few months, we have really started to connect as a whole group. Our conversations have become more deep and personal. At the end of each discussion, we have a time for prayer requests without kids and then with kids. It's so, there's three O's, so I have to say that longer. It's so amazing to see how God answers them. We started out praying for simple things. God would answer them. So we began asking God for bigger things, and He would continue answering them. A few of us have been Christians for several years, but as we meet every week, talk about our faith, our struggles and victories, and see God answering and meeting major needs, I think He has become more real to us. Everyone seems to have a passion now that I didn't notice before. It's really exciting. Three exclamation points. That's how exciting it is. Life change is happening. That's treasure in heaven being unlocked because of the ministries, because of what happens here through the life of one community church. And it happens every night of the week in this way, in this form, the growing of community. Listen to what Tom writes. Tom is a a single dad here in our church, and here's what he wrote. One has impacted me by giving me more than just a church or a place of worship. It has provided me with a new family. I had moved out to Queen Creek after my divorce and was also faced shortly thereafter with all my family moving out of state as well. 
I had been used to in the past was spending my weekends with my family, and I soon found myself alone. It bothered me the most knowing that my daughter was missing those good times too. All she had was me, and I had to pretend for her that I was happy. Now, my daughter and I have found one, our new family. I've never felt that way about any other church. One is truly unique. Man, sign me up for that. I mean, helping to create a new family for people, a place of connection, a place of community, a place of feeling. We're a part of something together. That's what we give to. That's what happens here. That's why hosts hosts and greeters greet and ushers ush and children's teachers teach and, and music leaders lead and do all the things that we do and turn knobs and love people. It's in order to grow this and build this community. What about Tuesdays? You must be running out of stuff to do for church by Tuesday. You guys wonder what I do all week. I know you do. I know you do because some of you ask me, what can you possibly do all week? You have a staff? Seriously? Because we think Sunday is all there is. There's more to it. Tuesday, Tuesday morning, you might find Stephen Ragsdale, our outreach director, at a YMCA board meeting, sitting on a team in the church, in the community, uh, being a part, representing one, saying, how can we be a part of the life that happens here? We have connections to the homeowners associations who are calling us and saying, hey, can, we be a, can you guys help us out? Can we be a, be a part of stuff? We have these relationships in the community and we, and we utilize those as leverage to just making, to having influence. Tuesday night, Chris and Stephen lead a group called the Story Formed Way, which is a new group, a growth group that's going through the whole Bible in like 10 weeks and looking at the major themes and we're hearing great stories come out of that saying, my eyes are being opened to seeing how things are connected in scripture and, and there's growth happening, there's teaching happening. Do you know that between our roots groups and, this, and the story-formed way, there's probably about 115 people in our church that are gathering in some kind of group in the course of the week? That's growth. That's life. Things are taking place and happening. By Wednesday, Wednesday things kick up again in a different way. Wednesday night, Mary's house turns into, Mary and Alan's house here, turns into a, a crazy place. 20 to 30 students on a given week. The youth are coming together, junior high, senior high. They're having a great time. They're playing games. They're, they're, just, they're hanging out. Stephen and others are teaching. We've got youth counselors, adults that are there working with them and being involved, building relationships. And I got a great email from, from Dee this week. And Maddie, you're getting baptized today, one of our students. And, and she just said, man, I'm so excited for Maddie. And to talk to her about her faith and, and, and understanding baptism. And it's so, she gets it. And she's on fire for God. And she loves serving. And I'm like, more than, I mean, I'm excited for what's happening with, with Maddie. But I'm also excited about this relationship to have adults pouring into students and creating that kind of bond and, and relationship. It's building treasure in heaven. And when you give to our students and to our ministry and to a youth leader that can create those kind of environments, you're giving to life change. Thursdays. Now, Thursday's my day off, so nothing must happen on those days, I think, right? Nothing can happen. Um, well, some Thursdays I sit on a, I'm part of the Santan Valley think tank. I know it sounds kind of stuffy. But, you know, what's really cool is there's this group that gets together. It's all the superintendents of like four districts, school districts around here. It's people from government. It's business leaders and, and chamber of commerce and college. And we get together and we talk about the issues of Santan Valley. How do we help the children? How do we help the youth in this area? What are the issues that need to be addressed? As one community church, we have a voice on that. We're the only church, the only pastor that, that sits on this team, and we get to have that kind of influence because of what we do, because of your giving. It's that kind of impact. This last Thursday, I get a phone call, as, as in times I do, of people in the community that have a need, or I hear about a need. And, and what's nice is I, we have a group that's forming, a, a care team, where I just kind of put out an email and say, here are the needs, and you know what? These guys jumped on it. 
They jumped on it and they came together and they put toiletries together and cleaning products and diapers and wipes and delivered them to this family in need. That's the church in action during the week because of who we are and what we do and lives being changed. Sunday night in Copper Basin, it gets really noisy on one street because our band is rehearsing. <laughs> Thursday night, when many of us maybe aren't even thinking about Sunday morning yet, there's a band that's getting together and they're working on these songs and they're putting things together and they're getting ready for Sunday so that they can be here and ready, prepared to lead us in worship. It happens something going on every night of the week. Friday, we certainly must take Friday off, right? Well, many times, and this happens throughout the week, there may be a team meeting. Maybe it's the youth team that's meeting and they're planning for what's going to happen coming up. Maybe it's the outreach team getting together and deciding, what do we need to do? How can we get connected in the community? What, what, what's on the horizon? Maybe it's just team leaders meeting together and, and, and with each other, maybe a staff member and a team member. Maybe it's a mentoring thing happen, meeting between an, an older person and a younger person, or between a staff person and somebody else that they're building this relationship. It happens throughout the week. Counseling sessions, premarital counseling sessions, families with need that just want to sit together and we get together and we talk. How can God work through the situation? Life change, treasure in heaven. Now Saturday, we're starting to kick things up again, right? We're starting, to, we're starting to wind things up, and now it's where our outreach team really kicks into high gear. And we get involved in the community, and we have opportunities all around us. Here are some of the stats that, that uh, come out of the, the outreach team. In the, in the past year, 300-plus kids were served at Polar Fest alone. 150-plus kids got their pictures taken with the Easter Bunny. And you go, wow, that's great. Praise God. But you know what that means for us? <laughs> It's not just that we're taking pictures with an Easter bunny or putting kids on a pony. It's we get to meet families. We get to have an influence in the community, build relationships, let people know who we are, have conversations, and it's been a great way to connect with people. Twelve people helped put together walls for a home for the Apache Indian Reservation and Globe. We've done four outdoor movies for Santan Valley Developments. That again, we just get to be a part of the life of our community. We've been a vital part of five community events this year and doing more and more each time. 35 people from one joined hundreds of others in a community cleanup in Little Mexico, this area where there's been a lot of dumping. And we got involved. At Thanksgiving, we provided 25 families for, with students at Mountain Vista School here with a Thanksgiving dinner. And we want to do double that this year to be a part of blessing the school and serving the school and, and the people here. Over 100 volunteers have been involved in community events in the last year. Over 100 of you just saying, we're going to be a part of something that happens in the community. We want to be involved with that. And then we've got things coming up. On November 4th, the youth are doing a walk for water to raise awareness and resources for clean drinking water in under, underdeveloped parts of our world. I mean, we, we care. We want to make a difference. We're planning for a missions trip to be involved, to bless those missionaries that we serve uh, and that we have given hundreds and thousands of dollars to over the last several years because of the giving from Sunday morning that goes internationally, that goes local. We're making a difference. We're making an impact. We're looking at doing angel tree, uh, gifts for, 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 for families that can't or that, uh, for children that won't have a Christmas to provide a gift for them. I got an email this last week from somebody from the, the outreach team saying, hey, we want to talk about maybe offering free tax preparation that next April for people in the community that can't afford it. How can we do that? How can we utilize uh, our, our one central, you know, the building that we have been provided that you guys are helping pay for and fund? Those things are in the works because we want to make a difference, because we want to reach into the community. Here's what one family said. And Suzanne writes this. She said, I, she said, I grew up going to churches. We would go for the music and message, then skip out before people tried to talk to us. Then after getting married, we stopped attending church altogether. I still felt my faith was part of my life, but it became something I didn't think about a lot, certainly not daily. 
Then we attended one. Right away, we were both impressed by the call to do something in our daily lives, and not just on Sundays. So we came back. Slowly it changed from a weekly event where we were attending to something we were actually participating in. Christian, quote-unquote, changed from a label to a goal. Having my husband's support and agreement has changed much in our relationship as well. He is so much more free, and we can work together educating our children about Christ. I can't understate how much my life has changed since that first Sunday. We get to be a part of that. Anytime you've given, any dollar you've given in support, don't tell me it's not spiritual. Don't tell me it's just something. It's about life change, and God has called us to do more and more of that, to reach more people, to unlock hearts now and for eternity. And that's what's so exciting about a baptism Sunday because we get to celebrate life change. I mean, it's important to save the whales. Do that after you've given to the church. Okay, because it's more important to save lives. I mean, it's important to care for our environment. Do that. But do that after you've cared for souls and and preparing treasure in heaven. Because what we do is the mission that God has called us to, unlocking hearts and lives for Christ in this baptism. I mean, when I see these waters here, this water, what does it represent? I mean, I got to talk with some, that are, some of those that are being baptized in the service before church. And, I mean, just think about this has been a symbol and a rite of passage for hundreds and thousands of years in the Christian faith. I mean, that when we go through these waters of baptism and, and, and we step into that water, what we're saying is, God, I've been buried my old life, my sin, my selfishness, my pride, my, my separation from you, God, I'm burying that with you. You paid that sin on the cross. When you were buried and laying in the tomb, that's what I'm doing when I go under the water. And it's this idea of being buried and dead to my old self. And then as I come out of the water, the cleansing, the refreshing of the water symbolizes the washing away of sins. That God has renewed me. He's made me a new person, alive in Christ. And, and I'm a new creation, being raised to new life in Christ because Christ raised from the dead and because He is alive and He is living. And like He said, I'm with you always. And we have a living relationship with Christ. And so we come up out of that water and we are alive and fresh and new in Christ. And we join with hundreds and thousands and millions of believers from, from the time that Christ walked this earth in this, in this process of baptism. Thank you. <laughs> that's something to be excited about. I mean, that's why we, on Baptism Sundays, is, is the highlight because it's one of those moments where I know life is changing and hearts are changing inside. And we don't always get to express that. But to get up in front of a group of people and say, I'm getting dunked underwater and standing up in front of everybody else to say, I'm all in for Christ. You know that God has done something in that person's life. And we can celebrate that with party whistles. And, and it's why we give. If you've ever given a penny or a dime to this church, you have a part in the life transformation that happens here. It's a wonderful thing to celebrate.